Hi there and welcome to episode 156 of The Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of The Writing Guy, helping smart professionals to find their voice, write human and get the results they want from the words they write. Yesterday I had a very interesting conversation with a friend of mine called Vicky Ross who is um, a really talented um, coach and therapist and um, and also, it turns out, she's an NLP master practitioner. And we were talking about language uh, and, and the patterns of language. And we had a really fascinating conversation. And something that she helped me to understand better than I already did is this idea of nounitis. Now, I've spoken about nounitis before. Um, which is uh, the the overuse of nouns, particularly abstract nouns. Uh, and just as a quick reminder, you know, what's a noun? Take, take you back to school for a moment. A noun is a naming word. And um, the cure for nounitis is verbitis, i.e. using more verbs than nouns. And that, that's one of my big five techniques that I'm going to be talking about uh, in the LinkedIn webinar on the 28th of July, if you're not already aware of that. Um, and what's a verb? Again, taking it back to school, a verb is a word of action and doing. So what I'm, what I'm going to do, I, I, really, this, I think this is really important because nounitis is just rife in B2B and business communications. You know, we talk about she has responsibility for the implementation of the project. Well, what the hell does that mean? You know, implementation means so many different things. It's a vague, abstract term. So what I'm going to do, I want to play a little, just do a little exercise, run a little exercise, um, where I'm going to give you a series of words, and I want you to observe how your brain computes those words. And I'm going to give you three different types of words. I'm going to give you um, a few... um, tangible, concrete, common nouns, like bed or apple or whatever. And then I'm going to give you a a short list of abstract nouns. And then I'm going to give you um, some verbs. And I want you, for each of the three types of words I'm going to give you, I want you to observe what happens in your brain how you react to those words, how your brain computes those, your brain and your body actually, because your body will react as well in different ways. So here here comes the the first list of concrete, tangible nouns. These are things that you could put in a a wheelbarrow if you wanted to. So, um, bed, chair, apple, pen, book, computer. Just observe how your brain deals with those. And now some abstract nouns. Freedom, democracy, liberty, consideration, implementation, responsibility. So that's the second list. And then the third list is verbs. Running, 
writing, speaking, jumping, walking. So three very different types of words. Did you, what did you observe happen to your, how did your body react when you were, I know when, when Vicky and I did this sort of mini exercise that when the, when she gave me the abstract nouns like freedom or democracy or whatever, I looked up, I think I looked up to the right, uh, trying to sort of, uh, you know, that, that's how my kind of, that's how my brain and my body responded, trying to make sense of, of those words. And I think I should have observed more closely, actually, but, but when she came up with the verbs, I started, it was much easier, and I think I was looking sort of straight on or, or slightly to the left. So the, the point I'm making is that with the first list, which was concrete, tangible, things we can put in a wheelbarrow, you know, bed, well, I can't remember what they were, bed, chair, apple, you know, lemon could have been one of them. Uh, you know, the, 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 these are things that, that, that we can see and we can touch. The abstract nouns are much harder to compute uh, because they are, they are intellectual abstract concepts and they, they demand more processing power from the human brain. Now, when it comes to the verbs, because verbs are words of doing an action, I don't know about you, but what I felt very clearly when, I, when Vicky and I did this exercise, is that the verbs, not surprisingly, had movement attached to them. So the point I'm making is that the, 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 the concrete, the, well, both the concrete and the abstract nouns had no movement, they were static. They didn't go anywhere, they didn't move, anywhere. there was no movement, there was no energy to them. But in contrast with that, the verbs had energy. And of course you'd expect that because the words of, verbs are words of action. So running, walking, speaking, writing, whatever the other ones I use, you know, there's movement. And here's an interesting thing. So there are two reasons, two benefits for using more verbs than nouns. One is they've got more energy. So they, give, they literally give your writing more energy. And the other is, and I don't know whether you, you've clocked this, but verbs and maybe it's to do with the fact that there's energy and motion attached. Verbs conjure up mental images, pictures in our brain in a way that, for me at least, democracy and freedom and consideration, there's no mental, there's no visual image, there's no mental image attached to those words. And so therefore what the brain does, the brain has to work harder to associate some kind of image from our own experience with those words. That, that's why verbs and verbitis and curing nounitis is so important if we want to improve our writing skills. The, the, other, the other point I make, um, what was the other point? Yeah, is to do with, I think there's, there's something else when I haven't quite got to the bottom of this yet and, and Vicky and I need to have another conversation. Maybe I need to do more reading uh, around NLP. But there is a relationship between motion and movement and emotion. So static abstract nouns in particular, for me at least, have no emotion attached to them. There's no motion and there's no emotion. 
Whereas, um, you know, the, the, the verbs, I think, lend themselves more readily to emotions. Let me, just very quickly, I'm just aware of time, let me very quickly give you an example. If I, if I gave you the abstract phrase, the freedom of slaves, or freedom from slavery, two abstract nouns, freedom, slavery, now, intellectually, I agree, I agree with that as a concept. You know, like most decent people, I, I don't agree with slavery or servitude. Contrast the impact of that with the sentence that goes, the plantation owner unchained the slave and freed him. The plantation owner unchained the slave and freed him. So obviously I'm using more words, but first of all, I'm using two verbs in unchained and freed. And, you know, clearly I'm, I'm, I'm depicting a, I'm, 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 it's a complete sentence that's depicting a, a, creating a picture. I'm depicting a scene. And I don't know about you, so even though we're using more words, and you might say we're losing brevity, well of course we are, I certainly know which kind of writing I would prefer to read. So, you know, using verbs and, and simple language and leavening and scaling down the amount of abstract language we use is going to improve your writing skills big time. So, that's it for today. Uh, I hope that was useful. Um, this has spurred me to find out more about NLP and patterns of language and, and particularly nominalization, which is turning, uh, turning uh, words into nouns. That, that's, that's what it means. Uh, if you're interested in it to, to know more about my big five writing techniques, uh, then connect with me off, on LinkedIn if we're not already connected. And come along, join us on the webinar on the 28th of July. I'll see you tomorrow for episode 157. Thanks for listening. Bye now.